Welcome to Homegrown Conversations, a collaboration between KFSK and the Petersburg Public Library. I'm Kari Peterson, and today I'm here with Alec McMurrin, and we're in Studio 2 at KFSK, and I'm so excited to get to record this on actual recording devices, because last year we did this. I'm here to talk to Alec about the annual Fisher Poets, which is so exciting, and um Last year, Alec and I recorded this on Zoom. Zoom. Yeah. And this year, we get to record it on equipment. So I'm so excited. So the Fisher Poets Gathering in Astoria, Oregon, was originally conceived in 1998 as a modest cultural reunion for far-flung friends in the commercial fishing fleet. The Fisher Poets Gathering now attracts nearly 100 poets, songwriters, and storytellers, from fishing communities on both the East and West Coasts, Canada and the world beyond. In 2014, Alec and Nicole McMurrin traveled to Astoria, Oregon to attend and perform. Alec has headed back each year in February to soak up the art and ambience of the event and perform his fish folk songs. That is, until last year, when it was all gathered and streamed on the internet. Fisher poets don't plan to make a habit of it, but due to the unpredictable pandemic weather, there's another virtual Fisher Poets gathering schooling up. The 25th annual Fisher Poets gathering will stream live on February 25th and 26th. You can listen live at www.fisherpoets.org and stay informed at Friends of the Fisher Poets on Facebook. That's a lot of Fs, huh? <laughs> of the Fisher Poet on Facebook in February. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so here's Alec with a, with his song. Did you write this song, Alec? I did. I wrote this song. Okay. It's a real song, and it's about a real thing. Yes, it's the Southeast Shrimp Beam Trawl Association song. A few S's to go along with the F's. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of shrimp in Sumner Strait Texture's good, the taste is great And everyone's exact and perfect size Boats, they come from miles around Just to set their beam trawls down Hold forth on the radio sound and wise I was young and had the time Bought a boat, called it mine Funny how some things just meant to be Built a trawl, sewed a net, learned to fish, made a set. Now I am a member of the fleet. Wesley Kelton Shrimper, just to name a few. I've a Pinor provider and the tugboat Jerry, too. Rosie M and the Kodiak until the engine blew. Amanda J and the Bernie Say and the Charles W. Racing for that low tide set overboard with all the net. Watch it now, don't get it in the wheel. Turn her sharp and let her go. 
Grab the brick, release it slow Don't you like the way that old winch feels? Towing from the rigging top It's enough to make your stout heart stop No mercy from the current and the tide Better shorten up the wire Bottom soft, just muck and mire Now just sit right back, enjoy the ride Wesley Kelton Shrimper, just to name a few. I have a P Nord provider and the tugboat Jerry, too. Rosie and man the Kodiak until the engine blew. Amanda J, a Bernie Say, and a Charles W. Current coming round the bend, this here drag's about to end. Time to bring her up and bring her out Trawl comes up along the side I filled her up, I'm satisfied Shrimpin' rules, it makes me wanna shout Wesley Kelton Shrimper, just to name a few I've a P-Norm provider and the tugboat Jerry too and the Kodiak until the engine blew. Mandy J and the Bernie Say and the Charles W. Oh, I love that. Almost Thank perfect. You, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Just like you like it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you do. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. Southeast Shrimp Beam Troll Association. Those are the boats. Yeah. Moonshadow might be in there. You, there's a few more. Yeah. I didn't get them all, but. And for those who don't know, you used to shrimp. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was. The, <laughs> yeah, I was a member of the Southeast Shrimp Beam Troll Association. And yeah. Drug up a lot of pink shrimp here in Southeast Alaska. Yes. For a good many years, up and down the Narrows, got to know it pretty well. Lots of beautiful. Stuff comes up in the trawl. Yes. Side stripes, spots, pink shrimp. And all kinds of other fun stuff, too. Yeah. So, Alec, you want to tell us a little bit about um, Fisher Poets? What it is? and Yeah, the Fisher Poets. Um, well, the heart of Fisher Poets. The heart of Fisher Poets has been in Astoria. And so I've traveled down to Astoria, and um, Astoria has a certain feel to it, Astoria, Oregon. Um, it sort of exemplifies the stark contrast and the seasons humanity of the fishing industry and community. It's right at the mouth of the Columbia River, or right inside of it, not, I guess, at the mouth. But And then there's uh, Lewis and Clark River and the Young's River that comes and blasts right into it. It's a well. Those are freshwater, of course, but it's you can see the the Columbia River bar if you don't know. And there was it's kind of an obstacle. There's a there's a bar out there, and and in the Maritime Museum, they have uh, examples of the lifeboats and some of the pieces of the boats that have been actually wrecked oh, wow. there. And uh, so it's, there's a lot of drama. It's a, it's a real dramatic place. It's a real salty place. It's a real fishy place, and it's just a perfect dramatic landscape to have the Fisher Poets. Um, you walk down the docks and there's, there's sea lions roaring 
Uh, there's the yeah. There's the maritime musician. There's a museum. There's a, an old trolling boat where they where they sell fish and chips out of, and and uh, it's kind of musty and you know kind of moldy. Kind of like kind of like Petersburg actually, <laughs> <laughs> a lot like Petersburg. And then we've got this thing called the column, which is up on the top of the hill, and you can drive and wind away through the old neighborhoods up to this column, which is, I don't know, must be 100 feet tall, and you climb up to the top of that thing, and you can look out, and you can see right and left and north and south and east and west all around, and it's, it's, quite, a, it's quite a watery landscape. Of course, they used to have a giant salmon run, a giant king salmon there in the Columbia River. There's a little bit of fishing that goes on still, and, but not a lot anymore. Wow, you really captured that. So I love to hear you talk about Astoria. And last year, you described it as well for me. And it's it makes me want to go and be a part of it. And especially since you have people from all over the country coming who participate in the fishing industry. And um, I know more recently there's been people from even outside of the country participating. So normally this is a gathering in Astoria, and it's been going on for a long time. It was Dennis Spurl that got you into it? Yeah, that's right. He'd mentioned it for several years, and I was aware that he was participating down there. And uh, he's such a natural fit um, with an amazing memory for details and storytelling. And uh, he was... Um, uh, Oftentimes he would be like the master of ceremonies. There would be there's seven venues down there that uh, um, in Astoria bars and and restaurants, and so each each venue has a master of ceremonies or did, and uh, or still does kind of. There's still a master of cer ceremony component even in the, the virtual world, but um, so there'd be uh, you know for several hours every 15 minutes. Somebody that changed performers, so you could get 15 minutes, and each of these venues had, you know, three, four hours worth of performance every night, up to 100 people. Yeah. A lot of, uh, uh, and so the, 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 the master of ceremonies would kind of try to be an organizer. Um, it's kind of messy, you know, some, it's supposed to be family-friendly affair, but it's Astoria, and it's kind of rough. Um, so there's some rough folks and some rough moments, but it's uh, it's it really is inviting. Uh, it's casual, so along with being rough, and a lot of fun, and uh, that's the whole idea is that these fisher poets are inviting people that are not necessarily from the commercial fishing industry into their world and. Uh, and invite they do in 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 many ways. It's a, it's. In there's theater, of course. It's a sort of a that's always a component of a live performance, and uh, so it's poetry and theater and song and um, yeah, and some audience participation occasionally too. <laughs> <laughs> so, for the past two years, it's been online, and so they have a master of ceremonies online. Yeah, they do. Well, I say is, the past two years. It was online last year, and it's going to be online this year. 
right uh, right uh, of uh, the the last year was 2020 when yeah. it, and that was just you know right before the pandemic so it was it was an amazing event to think back on that that were people coming and going and thousands of people there in Astoria the public is you know they do come kind of depending on weather sometimes but um, and then and then last year people were disappointed and you know sort of hurt damaged by the pandemic and that the atmosphere was I was I would say would be hopeful Kind of, yeah, kind of hopeful, and people wanted to find some way to participate and make the connections. And so, people that were, you know, that it was a challenge for put this together um, in a in a brand new way. <laughs> yeah, and it was kind of a struggle. Um, the credits go to John Broderick and Doreen Broderick, and they they had gillnetted in Southeast Alaska. And, he fishes down Bristol Bay, but they live there in the Astoria area. Hobie Kiter, Florence Sage, Jay Speakman, Jamie Boyd, Pat Dixon, Amanda Gladix, and Eric Clark. And these are the folks that are credited with the production and the technology and, and sort of keeping it together, hearing hearing that there were rumblings of interest and, and need, and to go ahead and, and transform it into... Uh, something that was acceptable <laughs> and uh, to you know digitally online yeah, yeah. Uh, what a tremendous effort they they worked so hard at it and this year this year again you know learning um, uh, probably a whole <laughs> more layers of, of technology in order to to improve yeah and they um and those recordings are available at fisherpoets.org from last year. You can still enjoy those. Yes, you can. And uh, and then you'll you'll understand. Yes. <laughs> you... So, did you have another song or a poem you wanted to share with us, Alec? Well, when think, thinking back to Astoria, I remember walking down, talking about how, how fishy the place was, so to speak. But, um, I remember there was a giant lingcod laying one day on a scale down there. And in February, you know, I mean, there, there are people out there harvesting. So I thought I'd sing my Frankenfish song. It's risk-free, it's good for you and it's good for me. 
not breed A petri dish is all they need Wild stockfish, you rat your will All we need is a bigger grill Said it's great, all we need is a bigger plane, a bigger ocean and a bigger pen, a bigger market and a stronger hen. I know fish called Frankenfish, test tube salmon gonna be delish. Grows real big, grows real well, fish like this will really sell. Said it's good, they said it's great, all we need is a bigger plane. And a bigger pen, a bigger market, and a stronger in. <laughs> the farmed fish. <laughs> I tell you, Nicole yeah. was a lot of help on that one. <laughs> oh, I love it. She took that one and ran with it. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the venues when it is in person, because at some point, Fisher Poets is going to be in person again, hopefully next year. Well, that is definitely the hope. It, again, the theater is a big part of it. and Most of these people are sort of, they were attracted to it and oriented to producing a live entertainment. Yeah. They're they're thoroughly entertained by it themselves. Of course, we are thoroughly entertained by, it. but um, it is it is primarily an opportunity for to uh, present to the public and and uh, invite the public who are not normally or not uh, the largest percentage of people are not co- commercial fishermen or. Or really that familiar with it. Although, of course, I've seen uh, local people have been in attendance, Arnold and Steve Inge, I've seen them sitting right in the front row. And um, there's many opportunities to network, both before and after performances. But um, the intimacy of the, of, the, of the seven places that there are to have the, that the performances are, are are just are, are is that it's an incredible opportunity to get in the room, and the ambience of Astoria, and the the theater of the production, which is and there's a there's a variety you know some humorous, um, some people are 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 <laughs> morose I guess probably but um, people are pretty serious about their poetry and uh, some of it. Uh, Maybe you want me to read a little bit of it? Yeah, I do. So we have these... Fisher Poets actually put out some books. It's a collection of books called Anchored in the Deep... Anchored in Deep Water. And they're beautiful. We have these at the library. And um, Alec was going to read a little bit from there. Yeah, I've got a couple of things here. I was going to read an introduction to the... um, to this publication. It's a compilation. And I was going to read uh, Fisher Poetry isn't just poetry or the words on paper. It goes deeper, far deeper than that. The writing ranges from years of introspection to a clear-eyed view of the immediate obvious. Immediately obvious. Fisher Poetry 
in all its forms may not be elegant, but it is forever authentic. These writers know of what they speak. They've lived these stories. They speak the words honestly and well. Even though this collection of Fisher poetry is all about commercial fishing for creatures in the water that feed the planet, each writer, each writer brings unique experience to the page. The poems, the stories, and the songs are all about the same topic, but the tales in this collection are as diverse as the gathering itself. And there, dear reader, is the point. It is our hope that you enjoy the words as much as we have the assembling. And that's from Pat Dixon, who uh, edited Anchored in Deep Water. And, and so, and, and reading about that made me think of, uh, I was looking through and I, and I found a poem that Pat wrote. And so we'll, we'll kind of go to some different kinds of connections from the Silly Frankenfish song. And like much of this Fisher poetry is to something that he obviously took a little more seriously. So this is Overboard by Pat Dixon. It was a cannery truck after all, we said afterwards. Unreliable, it stalled when he could bring it up to a complete stop. He probably coasted through the stop sign. Bone cancer doesn't relent, the doctors told her. Go, live, enjoy the time you've left. For five years, she did exactly that. Dove the Great Barrier Reef, went to China, fished the lake near her house with her niece. When she was done, she slipped away overnight. It doesn't take much. A gentle roll of the boat as the wake passes underneath, the brush of an elbow and the power drill set too close to the edge, tips and tumbles overboard. You see it roll, watch without moving, frozen like a dream, has materialized before you. It doesn't even complete a full circle before it hits the water. That flashlight or 10-inch crescent wrench or your cell phone slipping out of your pocket as you bend down in the air before you know it. It lands on the watery surface like you land on bed after a long day, blankets fluffing and raising as they are displaced, absorbing the impact and falling back again. Only the water receives and moves aside, and you see your knife, the one you spent all those seasons sharpening, the one you got in France years ago on vacation, a gift from a vendor who loved that you were a fisherman and insisted you take it, suddenly out of reach, beneath the surface, fading, getting smaller and dimmer as it recedes from you and all your memories of it, out of your grasp forever in an instant, like your friend who tipped over the edge after the long struggle to hang onto the rail while the disease rolled under her, or the buddy who was brushed away in the morning light when a car crested the hill and elbowed him into the air before he knew it. A shortfall into deep water. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah, Pat. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, that's it. No, you're sure welcome. I'll, I'll, got to, I'll just go ahead. I'm kind of on a roll here, maybe. I'll, okay. I'll... I'll, I'll uh, is this a lighter one? Uh, thank you. <laughs> Is that yeah. a hint? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a hint, okay. but I, I know we had talked yeah. about this one earlier. Is this the one that's a yeah. little bit lighter? Yeah. Put away your hanky. This is by Gino Leach here. <laughs> the more you eat, the more you make. <laughs> you may be a mudsucker on the dredge down in Calicazoo or bouncing around on the Bristol Bay beer can like a kangaroo. 
rolling the si- rolling the rails under in Chillicoff or working up with the Red Dog on Justine Foss. Fringe benefits step up to the plate. The more you eat, the more you make. You may be a set nipper. Set, you may be a set netter up into Nushigak or pulling tuna on a downhill track. If your share ain't coming off the top, and if you're more or less working for three hots and a flop, take the bull by the horns. Throw them on your plate. The more you eat, the more you make. Don't be bashful belly up to the trough, be it on Cape Blanco on the Pripiloffs. You may be a jippo towboater with a tandem tow in a central Gulf freighter on a roll and go. Man, stuff your cake oil, cake oil, deck load your plate. The more you eat, the more you make. Two splits and a lift in the wallop of deep. Only sleep you had is standing on your feet. The weather's turned sour, the skipper's half-baked. The frosting's done melted right off of your cake. Can't plug the boat? Keep plugging your plate. The more you eat, the more you make. Globetrotter or troller, high seas, high risk. Spend half your life wallowing in the ditch. Ain't got a 401k or retirement plan, but you've got a knife and a fork and a bone-in ham. Make sure to lick both sides of your plate. The more you eat, the more you make. (laughs) That one's funny. I love that one. Thank you, Gino. Well, the coming up, Fisher Poetry, you'll have a little bit of a... It's, there is one advantage to doing it virtually. And I don't think there'd be one person, a Fisher Poet, that said it was worth it. But And that is they kind of got a motto virtually, which is you can catch them all. Because rather than, than trying to pick and choose where you're going to be while all of this craziness is kind of going on coincidentally, um, it'll be just one at a time for two nights. But the, the artists, the poets, will only get five minutes apiece rather than 15 minutes apiece, and it goes by pretty quick. But you can start at the beginning and see every last one of them from stem to stern as the two nights progress as they get their five minutes apiece and the masters of ceremonies try to shoehorn everybody into a well, I think a 90 minute time frame with a half in <laughs> with a good half hour in between for when things run over oh, okay bound yeah. to do so and they'll still yeah. be on Saturday there's going to be some uh, there'll be some arts and uh, class classes there'll be some presentations um, online, virtually again. And, of course, previously the whole day has been full of um, art classes and stuff, but it's a little more limited to have it online. But still there's uh, there'll be some presentations to raise the awareness of global ocean health. And this is a topic that has become more uh, pervasive throughout the... Uh, the event, as as uh, the concern for the fisheries, fisheries health, and the health of the ocean, uh, there's is goes forward, and I'll mention uh, there's a couple of uh, uh, credits now uh, uh, affiliates I'd like to mention, um, and one of them is uh, called Global Ocean Health org. Uh, the other is Oregon Sea Grant. Uh, there's Clatsop County College, KMUN Community Radio, uh, Daily Historian, and the Oregon Folklife Network. 
So those are all the people who sponsor the the Fisher Poets? Yeah, there's a few more people. Those are affiliates, people that, uh, you know, put their oar in the water, so to speak. They're all interested, and they all lend the support, whatever support they can, whether it's, um, you know, it's a nonprofit. Somebody has, I, I think it's uh, KMUN that does the nonprofit umbrella okay. for the event. I uh, hope that's right. And um, and I think the Oregon Folk Life has uh, broad technology and uh, advice, and uh, I think they were there for video recording for a portion of it. So speaking of the global ocean health, I know you have a song about that, Alec. Speaking of, yes. Yes, yes that's Did true. you write this song? I did write this song. Okay. This is more of the Gino Leach humorous kind of song, although it, um, you know, there's concerns anyway, and I'm yeah. not, uh, uh, and I don't know how things are going to turn out, and but it's, uh, it's, 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 it's a song with, with the environment in mind. Okay. Outside of San Francisco, right down at the fresh fish store. I remember crabs are cooking in a big old pot right out the door. Fisher folks got great big families, they all need some fish to eat. Got to keep those motors turning, got some ends that need to meet. Takes a lot of diesel burning, catch those crabs and bring them in. Boats burn oil by the bucket, don't run fish boats with the wind. Just when I began to read, learned about those ancient seas, countless tiny organisms got crushed into Texas tea. Oil, that is, black gold. Bubbling crew. Oil folks, they got great big families. They all need some fish to eat. Need a way to make a living. Got some ends that need to meet. Later, when I was in school, learned a lot in science class. Calculation, computation, experiments, and gathering facts. Sometimes we were very certain, sometimes we found uncertainties. Added one and one together, never found it to be three. Scientists got great big families, they all need some fish to eat. Got to keep those Bunsen's burning, got some ends that need to meet. Look at all those carbon footprints across the floor and up the wall. Must have been a real big party. Boy, I must have had a ball. Now we're all a little sober, worried mind and aching heart. Maybe we could clean it up. Each of us might do our part. Mm -hmm. 
All this singing makes me hungry. Think I'll get some fish to eat. Takes a thriving, healthy ocean for fisher folks to make ends meet. Oh, I love that. Bubbling crude. Bubbling crude. <laughs> I love the party. <laughs> and now we're all sober. <laughs> oh, I love the party too. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, the old Bernice A used to have four big fuel tanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was worth it to burn a little bit to get home, you know. It's the trade offs and the connections are. Something yeah. to contemplate, that's for sure. I like how you connected them all. The, you know, the oil and the fishermen and the scientists. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. You know, all the connections. I mean, that's so... I'm glad you noticed yeah. that. Because that, for me, is kind of what it's about. It's trying to connect the, the far-flung experiences of... You know, it's, fishing is kind of an extreme thing, so... Yeah. activity and there's a lot of lot of opportunity for have exhilarating experiences and there's also a lot of tragedies so yeah that's and that's kind of what the idea about you know art in the bigger sense I think that's one part of it anyway and that's I think it's exemplified here in the in the anchored in deep water and the whole spirit of the Fisher poets presentation is to gather in and participate a little bit and on in that the nexus, where where all the experience comes together, and and uh, for whatever reason, you know, there seems to be a, a a human urge to produce commentary on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was thinking as you were talking, I was thinking about how individual the fishing experience is, and in some ways lonely when you're out there alone. And then, but then being part of that bigger community that you are a part of, even when you're out there. Yeah, there does seem to be own. like an, 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 an urge. Can I read another poem? Yeah, please. That, that makes me think Dave Dennis, Densmore, and he is uh, like walking theater. He's, this, this comes from somebody who is, I think, I think he was, if he wasn't born on a fish boat, um, he, that's, that's where it's, you know, yeah. he was rocking in a cradle shaped like a fish boat. Um, this is Dave Densmore. He presents as a very salty person, I would just say, maybe the most saltiest person on earth. For the love of fish, over the rail and onto the deck, gasping away your life, and I have to turn away as I see it fading from your eyes. So I feel the pride of a successful hunter, and this is the natural order of things. The sight of you dying in my own hand, a deep and lingering sadness brings. We've both invested our lives to reach this point in time. This time, this time. Death is yours and sorrow's mine. My crew doesn't needlessly kick or throw. Insolence I won't abide. On my abode, the love of fish demands respect for those who die. And someday, when I'm too old to any longer be involved in all of this, my soul will crave the fishing, but my heart won't miss the killing of the fish. 
Oh, yeah. Tenderness. Oh, and I, <laughs> I remember that fishing with my grandfather and and my dad. And uh, my dad is, my dad teaching me that you have to, you have to kill it fast. You can't let the animal suffer. And there's a great respect for the, the fish. I love that poem. Insolence won't be tolerated. The natural order of things. Yeah. So Alec has one more poem he wants to read before we close out today. Yeah, here's what, you know, a couple of guys that are in my Hall of Fame, Fishing Hall of Fame, David Wallen and Tom Greer, they really built the Cassia Dawn. And um, I was inspired to write this poem. Like days of old, like those that's told of Jericho and Babylon, this one that's told of a whaleback boat, the one that's named Cassia Dawn. Now this here boat was built to fish from the seven seas to the Amazon. It fished and hauled about everything from halibut to herring spawn. The skipper had a voice so strong, he never raised it to be heard. He fished that boat with quiet grace. He never spoke an angry word. The Holy Ghost and Neptune both, they loved to see his fishing style. And when the Coast Guard came on board, they couldn't help but crack a smile. The food was cooked by loving hands, all fresh right from the stove. Special herbs, secret spices, cinnamons, and clove. There was no dish too good to grace that table sweet and dear. And cigars around, and brandy too. And then they'd set the gear. Thank you, Alec. Thank you, David Mullen and Tom Gurr. Yeah. This has been Homegrown Conversations, a collaboration between KFSK and the Petersburg Public Library. Thank you to Alec McMurrin for giving us a sampling of Fisher Poets, and you can listen in live February 25th and 26th at fisherpoets.org and enjoy the show. Thank you, Alec. Thanks again, Kari.